0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Stephen Jenkins. He's the CEO of Link Global Technologies. They're a low cost energy provider for the data mining and data hosting sector. These are the types of services that people like Google, Amazon and Facebook look for to deliver products on time in a greener and cleaner way. Hey Stephen, how are you?
1: Great, Matthew. How are you?
0: Not bad, not bad. Now we caught up last week. I kind of got a little bit of insight into your company. I was quite interested in your strategy and how you kind of move forward. I'd love you to kind of tell our folks, our followers, subscribers a little bit about what you're planning to do.
1: Sure. So, Link Global Technology started primarily as a crypto mining company. Got in on the craze. uh, Located some machines down in low cost power, uh, Oregon. And has been building a business based on uh, uh, right now on crypto mining, but we quickly recognize the opportunities. I think in in a much bigger play. So that is providing infrastructure for not not just uh, crypto mining, but also data centers in general. So we've we've really launched what we think are three pretty exciting uh, branches to our business. Those those being. One, the underlying revenue from crypto mining. Number two is providing mobile data center solutions for all types of data centers, and number three is developing some IP around energy efficiency.
0: Kind of interesting. I mean, you're a relatively small company. You know, the the IPO, uh, you're going to raise some money at, on that. I think you're issuing like five million shares. At, at what sort of price you thinking? That's
1: correct, five million shares at thirty cents. Thirty cents. With
0: this IPO, you're raising some money. What are you going to do with it?
1: So w- what we're doing with it is we're actually just we're building more. Uh, we're basically building out more places to put in machines, but also really to build some more of the mobile mobile units. And if eventually, we'll use that. We're partnering with a few people. We already have a partnership in Canada right now with. With Astro, they call, and we're co-locating with them. We'll build out that data center for them. So we've got we've got things I think in the works. Obviously, we've we've been in the IPO process for a long time. Uh, after the IPO happens, we can you know uh, really get busy with our business. Put it that way.
0: Get right. get, get back <laughs> focused on the business of doing business.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's been, a a, long, been a long process. It really sure. is. It really is, and and you know, again, goes to show you that the maturity of the crypto or immaturity of the crypto market, right? Is that anything would happen in the crypto market? We had exchanges fall apart. We had a bunch of other things happen, and and the and so the commission came to us and said, well, how are you going to deal with it? Quite rightfully so, you know. But but what that did is it dragged on an IPO process that for much longer than we were hoping. But at the same time, it made us look at our own business to see, is, is this where we really want to be? And I still think we have a good underlying uh, opportunity in that in that crypto space with all these other verticals available.
0: Yeah. So you've got a busy uh, few days in front of you. You're going public 14th, 15th?
1: Yeah, November 15th. or We should be trading the 14th or the 15th. So right. yeah, it's been a, been a fairly busy time
0: exciting exciting times is this your first public company
1: yeah so i'm i've always been focused on private companies and this is my first foray into the public side it's uh, it, you know and it, it's definitely respecting that there's the market side but respecting that you know everybody that buys into this company buys into uh, uh, any company whether it's private or public uh, we have to we have, we have to be able to show people that we're working for them
0: for sure for sure okay um well you mentioned lead gable uh, in there. Well known. Um, who else, Who are the other names involved in supporting this uh, IPO?
1: So really they're the, they're the main uh, body underwriting this and we've, uh, we've really stuck with them. And we, we haven't had to go out to find. We've had a lot of interest and, and, and much credit to them as well for raising awareness about what we're doing. Mm. Uh, and, and really right now we're, we're staying very tight. We like, we like it that it's tight. Uh, we don't we don't think we need to you know we could have raised more money but we want to stay focused
0: yeah okay well I agree with you I think that that's smart and unusual for the Canadian market so you not. you're not raising a whole stack of money so but you've got already three branches to it and this you know and again when we sort of analyze companies and look, look at companies we want to sort of understand what they're trying to be you know when they grow up as it were so you started as crypto you've kind of got the you um, energy component to this, which I think is, you know, quite, quite exciting. Um, and then you've also, of course, obviously got the sort of container technology as well. What's the focus?
1: Yeah, great question. So what we're using the, the crypto mining for is really, that's our, what I would call our endemic cash flow at this time. So we've, we've managed to uh, cover our overheads and, and get through a long IPO process uh, with the exchange by having uh, Bitcoin mining ongoing. But I would say that in, in the larger play is that it, it's the providing infrastructure for data centers in general. That means, uh, you know, IP around energy efficiency is is number one, for sure. Uh, and, and using that, integrating it into um, mobile data centers.
0: Right. And so why have you, why have you morphed like that? Because obviously crypto has been fairly erratic I think it would be fair to say in terms of the you know, price of Bitcoin, etc. So people get excited and then it falls off again and then it comes back up. So what was your origin story with regards to crypto? Why did you kick off in that space?
1: Uh, so we, we looked at crypto as a very interesting part and potentially some substantial blue sky, I think uh, on the revenue side. But watching uh, and being involved in it day to day, you realise it's a highly volatile. Uh, highly unpredictable market. We've got things like the halving coming up next May. So we want to provide for people, uh, you know, one is this, this blue sky opportunity with with what could happen with crypto, but two is some uh, revenue knowledge and some consistency in the business in terms of growth. So providing infrastructure is always a good way to do that.
0: Right. Right.
1: No, no I'd, I'd, I'd
0: agree with that. I, I almost you know, I wonder, you know, why keep the crypto bit at all if it's that erratic? Why not focus on what seems to be quite a big demand area, which is energy and technology around energy supply?
1: Well, I, that's a great question, Matthew. And I think that one is, uh, we're actually quite good and quite efficient at, at crypto mining. Uh, we have a very knowledgeable team behind that. Uh, we don't do anything uh, too complicated, we mine Bitcoin. Uh, that's it, Bitcoin core. So that's all we do. Uh, we turn that to fiat. So we use that as really, as we say, as our cash flow. But we also, we're also using that to learn about the infrastructure that we're building. So we use that to, you know, demonstrate to people that we actually know what we're doing ourselves as well. So we can lower our our uh, base, base costs by our own energy efficiency innovation.
0: Okay no, I can understand that so the, yeah you kind of got a working model there in which you, I guess you can test yourselves as and I guess at some point you'd hope that you've become less dependent on that that revenue stream so how many how many um, machines have you, have you got actually deployed at the moment
1: yeah so we, we have uh, 1400 machines okay. working now uh, what we're what we'll be doing and as as uh, profiled in our in our use of proceeds, we'll be upgrading some of those machines in in the short term. But again, I think uh, you know watching how fast innovation is occurring in this in this space, mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible. So these machines are really only good at the outside for two years. Right. So unless you're paying them back and making them you know uh, cash positive within 18 months, you're really falling behind the curves. So. Uh, we'll watch that closely, but and and we want to be very uh, conscious of our capital expenditures in that area. Yeah, but we'll we'll keep you to mind uh, a little bit, and I think that really helps on on a lot of cases. It, it's still good cash flow today.
0: not Mike, can you tell me a little bit about uh, some of the names that you know? I, you kind of have to send a document over, and there's some names on there. Michael Vogel, who's the who's a well known in the crypto space. I mean, how did you come across him? Why is he working with you?
1: So Michael's uh, he developed a company called Netcoins, yeah. which was really a good on-ramp off-ramp for fiat currency. We came across Michael because we were, <coughs> we were actually using a service to uh, provide us with the, the the fiat so on-ramp off-ramp from Bitcoin to cash. So my and and we started discussing. Michael saw what we were doing, got quite excited about it. Uh, he's he's built you know and he really understands the, the the crypto space so he's been very valuable to us in terms of uh, you know looking at our business and and helping us decide if we're on the right course with respect to crypto right okay so you've, you've got some technical guys on there with regards
0: to I guess the the um, the build out of the uh, containers I mean you've Got Jeff Strong on there, Edward Smith, and, and yourself. I mean, how, how do you guys work together to kind of deliver the product?
1: Great question, Jeff. Jeff is an electrical engineer, 35 years experience. He's uh, well versed in t- automation, so he's done a lot of work within cannabis space power. He's done a lot of work within automation for skids and containers, and he's really what what we look at as our expert on the electrical side. Ed Smith is a, a well known engineer, of Phoenix Energy. He helps us with the heating and cooling side of stuff. So though they come together and, and really my, my focus is on the energy, renewable energy, but also taking the technical garb and putting it in English for people. So so right. I I'm really the bridge between that technical side and and what I think are the you know, the retail people that maybe maybe don't understand all the technicalities of it. Okay. It's, it's a good team.
0: Yeah, okay. And then um there's Gone here called Feng Tao, um, Chinese businessman, quite successful Chinese businessman. Um, How's he got involved with you? What's his What's his role here?
1: Well, he's uh, Lead Gables is the underwriting uh, financier for the project. Uh, Tao is very, very well known in China for uh, being successful in terms of business, and he is the largest shareholder in the company. Okay, Uh, he's. he's he's offered some incredible uh, insights into the crypto market I mean, Chinese are obviously very very uh, big player in the crypto space so he's he's provided a, uh, us with really great contacts and and some I think uh, he provides that high-level vision of, of what can be in that space and, and understands business uh, very well
0: so what so what's the I mean, is that it or is there a kind of link to China in terms of the production and manufacture of some of your products?
1: Yeah. So some things maybe that are early stage, but there's no question we're when we're bringing over hardware, anything to do with crypto, it, all the hardware is still coming from, from mainland China or from Hong Kong. so. so yeah, we've got to have those contacts, and you know we've got some interesting ideas about things that can be done, and and certainly he does as well. But yeah, it's it's a critical it's a critical connection for sure. And so, just staying on him,
0: he's your largest shareholder. How much does he hold?
1: Uh, he's under 10%. Okay.
0: So. But but and has he introduced other money from China, or is that the idea? What what?
1: Yeah, no no question that, uh, you know, they have a discussion there about uh, what's going on in North America. There's obviously an interest to grow the business in North America. So, yeah, he, is, he has been again, incredibly uh, helpful with respect to introductions and to that kind of stuff. So yeah, growing relationships for sure.
0: Right. Okay. Let's come back to the energy component, because again, the, I, I, I see what's going on out there in the marketplace. You've got players. Like Amazon and Google and, and Facebook, they're building these huge data centers. You've got a lot of sort of secondary, second tier, third tier companies, you know, out there as well with their their kind of respective technologies. Um, where, how, how do you where do you hope to sit in all of this? I mean, how do you compete with those second, third tier companies?
1: Uh, the, the bottom line is that the the demand for uh, something like Amazon Web Services is is overwhelming. Where we are in Oregon right now, there's 14 data centers just for Amazon. They're building another 16, right. and they're also learning that you know that the the demand for products and innovation in this space is huge. So we've had early discussions with a number of players in the market, uh, and and we know that this will provide us uh, you know a really uh, enormous step forward. I think in, in terms of our own business, so we, we'll stay. We'll stay focused in that area in Oregon because that's really where you're seeing lowest cost power and the biggest development of data centers right now. Okay,
0: so I, I named a few big names there, and I appreciate you can't say too much, but I named a few big names operating in that space around there. Uh, how do you have you got relationships with these people? Are you in conversations with them? What is it that you're actually talking to them about? Are you going to be a supplier to them, or what's the relationship look like?
1: Well, it depends on what we can uh, provide for them. So we're we're fairly motivated, I think, on the energy innovation side and and providing turnkey mobile data centers that integrate our own IP in there. So what we'll do with them is, uh, and what we've been doing is just really having early stage discussions about what they want, understanding what their needs are, so we make sure that our our focus is is to fulfill their needs right and just to give you an example Amazon one data center for Amazon is using 1.6 million dollars a month in power 200,000 gallons per minute in water. So that's all money they're spending out. so whatever we can do for them, let's say we can provide 20 30 percent energy savings that's an, a massive amount of number over what could be 30 data centers. So yeah of course they're interested. Yeah, they they would be, and is that
0: is that the type of products and intellectual property which you are developing currently? Because I know I know no. you talked earlier. You've got a bunch of crypto guys on the on, on the team, which is great. But around energy, I mean, who on the teams you know got the kind of background to be able to bring this on board?
1: Yeah. So the the team we have electrical engineers, thirty five years experience in automation and in. Uh, containerized solutions, skid solutions. So they're, they're semi-mobile solutions. So bringing together uh, people with understanding of how data centers operate, how computers operate and how power operates is, is really what our focus is. And that's how we've got forward on IP and innovation in energy efficiency. So if you look, there's been a lot of exploration today on uh, DC data centers. So we, we know that you know between alternating current and direct current, we know there's real uh, great gains to be had on DC data centers. right.
0: I mean I'm, I'm, it kind of fascinates me how these big companies make investment decisions, right? they're They're making a lot of money. Reliability has got to be more important to them than energy savings, surely, hasn't it?
1: Oh, for sure. but if you if you look at say one of the Amazon data centers as a good example, they're backing up that entire data center with uh, diesel gens, gensets. So they're using generators that are diesel powered. They're, they're conscious of the marketplace as well, and, and you know, social impacts and perspectives on and perceptions on green power. So they don't want to have uh, these massive diesel generators hanging out of all their data centers. What, what we can provide is, and you know, one of my focuses is renewable energy. So in somewhere like Oregon, you've got massive wind resources, you have massive solar resources, but you don't necessarily have a way to put those into the data center in a coherent fashion. What direct current does and what battery storage does, is which is one of the other things we're playing with right now, is provides this amazing opportunity to, doesn't matter, you're, you can be uh, you know it doesn't matter what type of energy you're providing what kind of generation you're getting you're going able to put them in batteries and distribute that when needed you can also use these solutions for managing power on a grid scale all all of the major uh, utilities want they want to be able to manage power at a grid scale so if you're relevant enough in the marketplace you have enough power draw you they can use you to balance an entire group. So there's a lot of opportunities that are coming that we we have you know our fingers in. But we want to stay focused as well on you know creating value step by step for our shareholders. So I think there's really this two balance. One of you know letting letting all the minds get crazy and think about what could be, but also how to get there is really important. So step by step Okay.
0: Important. So you're private at the moment, but you're doing the Canadian thing. You're going public at a relatively early stage. Um, what is it that you're selling to the public? You know, what are they buying into? At the moment I'm hearing a lot of uh, stories around intellectual property, around product development, product innovation. You're talking to the right customers, but they, you know, you've got to have something for them to buy. So what are your shareholders or the new shareholders buying into?
1: So they're buying into a company that's really already generating revenue, has survived on its own for over a year process of an IPO. So, a a private company that's been run like a private company, we may be going public, but we'll continue to be very, very cash conscious. You have to be in this marketplace today. Investors are much more sophisticated there than they have nowadays than they have been ever. So I think one is, uh, you know, providing that ongoing uh, responsibility and fiduciary duty around our cash flow and what we're doing, but also at the same time. So they're buying into this company that's really operating, has proven operations already and also uh, is stepping forward and more into the marketplace of, of larger data centres and energy efficiency. Okay. So
0: you've got a track record of producing cash through the, through the crypto component, but you are morphing the company into being, allowing it to play in a much bigger space, which is this efficient energy uh, space. Um, what have you got today? which? customers or sorry, investors can put their finger on and go, okay, that I understand what these guys are going to produce. I understand what they're going to sell and I understand where their revenue is coming from. How do they get a sense of that?
1: Well, one is I think you can, you can always go back. Anything we've done to date is public record. So that, that to me gives me comfort too, is we actually have already built our own uh, mobile data center solutions for our own equipment. And we've deployed those. They've been operating without fail uh, since day one. So May two thousand eighteen, we we deployed our first mobile solution for a data center or for crypto mining. It's it's irrelevant which one. Mm-hmm. And we've simply made more and more of those uh, mobile data centers available for ourselves, so people can come and see that they can see that we've delivered it. Uh, you know I, what I think is a very very reasonable. Price, but also it's UL certified. So we're we're not one of the companies that jumped on the market and sort of put up crypto miners in a in a very um, sketchy way. We we you know, we've had two huge power surges in Oregon, both of them didn't do any damage to us because we built our equipment properly. And I think those are things that we can say today that we've really proven our way. Right, and. It's,
0: I- I'm I, I'm trying to I was doing some research and I was trying to find companies which did this thing similar things to you and I couldn't you know so who are the who are the other players who are your peers in this space at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think there's there's certainly lots. I mean, you have lots that are focused on on crypto mining. Uh, you have some people that are playing in the. In the providing mobile data centers, you have massive players. You have Cisco, uh, Sun, Microsystems. You have massive players that are building these these uh, portable data centers now because everybody's starting to recognize there's an opportunity there. Yeah. So you're certainly seeing uh, I, what I would call it is fringe fringe players trying trying a couple of things, and and it's just the I think it's also the age of the market. It's still very new. So Sun, Microsystems, they're building data, mobile data centers that might be a million dollars a pop. So right. there's certainly room in there for us to, to operate. But, but how do you, how do you compete against people like that? I mean, they've got big,
0: you know, pockets here. They, 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 they can spend, outspend you surely. I mean, how, how do you win?
1: Yeah. So we provide, uh, I think what we provide is a really um, focused, detailed mobile data center at a price that nobody else can compete with. Uh, we certainly have them operated, uh, operating in already in a number of locations. So we're in two locations with plans to expand. So I think we're proving it out ourselves. We're not we're not just selling it and saying there you go. We're selling it and we're just simply making them better because we we rely on them to operate ourselves as well. So I think we're going to provide a really good product that I think will be competitive in the, in the space. And listen, nobody wants to be first. Right, everybody wants to be first to be second because you you've got a proven product there. If there wasn't competition in the space, it would mean there's no business there. And and having the big players in there shows you that there's space. Right. So we'll run the business very tight and be very uh, very
0: competitive. Okay. So you, that's a, that's to me it says to me you're going to undercut the competition. Right. In in other markets, when you look at you know other verticals, the big guys will go in there and they don't mind. Providing a loss leader because they want to own that space is—I mean—are you susceptible to some kind of behavior like that, or do you think that it's going to be easier for you to have conversations?
1: I—I th- I th- I think the market space is going to get very competitive. There's no question. Right. And I think, but by do- by saying that, you know, you you've got to find ways to, to build a-, a a very cost-effective product. And you know, knowing knowing who wants what and and understanding how it how it works, uh, we have those people. I think it, already that that are building some of those units for other people as well. Right. So we, we understand what's going on in the marketplace, and but it'll it'll evolve over time, and and the mobile data center market will become very mature in the next five years, I think. Yeah. Okay.
0: Look, there's a lot of players out there in the marketplace. Okay, so how does a small company like you hope to survive? Are you are you still going to be around in 5 years time and what are you doing to ensure that you are?
1: Yeah, so one is I think we're we're creating our own revenue and we continue to keep our revenue stream alive with crypto mining. Number two is we're building containers for, you know, ourselves, but at the same time these these data centers, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, they all are looking now at these mobile data centers. If we can do those, we can provide reliability, quality, price. So we know, because we're proving it out for ourselves, that we can also do that for the bigger the bigger entities. Regardless of who's in that marketplace, if it's Sun Microsystems or somebody like that building, we're still going to be a player in there and there's still going to be a need for the services we can
0: Um, Stephen, thanks for running us through that story. I wish you every success for the IPO next week. hope hope that goes smoothly. I think you're in the right space. It's a very, very interesting space that you've decided to operate in and you seem to be talking to a lot of the right names. So uh, I wish you well. Stay in touch and let us know how you get on.
1: Matthew, thanks. thanks for your time and thanks for the questions. Also, you know, I think it'll be a good discussion after the IPO happens uh, we can we can start to delve into other areas because I know that we're we're really excited about moving forward and, and moving forward quickly. Thank you for listening.
0: If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, CruxInvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.